Well, on today's Power Podcast, I'm joined by Brad Williams. He is the Vice President of Industry Strategy with Oracle Utilities. So, Brad, thank you for joining me. If you don't mind, just tell a little bit about yourself and uh, Oracle Utilities and what your, your group does. Sure. Yes. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. Like I said, I'm uh, vice president of our industry strategy and innovation engineering over our operational solutions. So Oracle Utilities supports electric, gas, and water utilities for all end-to-end solutions from customer, customer side, customer billing, uh, customer engagement with some of our O-Power uh, solutions, work and asset management, meter, meter data management. And I have uh, been um, intimately involved in our network operations uh, solutions and uh, introduction of uh, of DERMS capabilities and uh, and SCADA capabilities within our uh, network management system. So excited about uh, where the industry is going and speaking with you today and, and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I appreciate you taking the time to, to get on the phone with me. Um, you mentioned DERMS and you mentioned SCADA, and I know many in our audience will understand what those terms stand for, but uh, some may not because acronyms are, are kind of part of our terminology. So could you just give a little brief introduction of what DERMS and SCADA mean? Sure. Yeah, DERMS is uh, Distributed Energy Resource Management, and this can include uh, Things like uh, rooftop solar applications. Um, it could be uh, small wind. It could be uh, battery storage, uh, both utility scale, customer owned, even um, even demand response uh, like thermostat control is a form of distributed energy resource. Electric vehicles, smart charging systems, anything that can uh, be responsive to uh, grid uh, constraints and optimization. So that's that's distributed energy, and then uh, distributed energy resource management is optimizing that, uh, both for uh, market applications or uh, use applications for the for a building, for example, but also for grid is uh, where uh, some of our uh, innovation around uh, DERMs that we offer is grid optimization and enabling the customer distributed energy resources to be active participants as a grid side resource. So basically uh, enabling the grid with distributed energy resources to eliminate constraints or um, potential problems well before they well before they happen. So it's uh, exciting where we're going with that. The other acronym I mentioned was uh, SCADA, which is Supervisory Control and Data Acquisition. So think of it as remote monitoring and control of a device out in the field. So being able to monitor its uh, flows or its uh, voltage or pressure sensor data, as well as send uh, commands to operate it, uh, open and close, change set points, those types of things uh, remotely through a communication um, network. And that's what uh, that's what SCADA does, and we provide that as well as integrate to existing investments utilities have in in these uh, SCADA areas. So those are really important technologies with the the power grid and with how much information is out there running these different components and integrating them into the system. So 
you're obviously in very knowledgeable about how this all works, and, and I'm excited to talk to you and kind of learn some of that. But uh, as we're recording this, it's Friday, March 27th, and the entire world is, is kind of dealing with the coronavirus, the COVID-19, which has kind of taken everybody off guard. And one area that I think was somewhat prepared is the electric industry. Uh, there's a lot of emergency planning that takes place and things that go on behind the scenes and regulations that have to be met. And and so what sort of things have you heard and, and seen from uh, utilities? I know you work with hundreds of them out in the field and, and uh, probably have dealt with many of them on the phone during this crisis. So, so what are you hearing from, from them and how can your systems help them in, in different ways? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of activity as you, as you've mentioned around uh, response to the coronavirus on the utility, which is certainly critical infrastructure essential services that are needed throughout this uh, this this time, and utilities are well versed in dealing with major events, and uh, have uh, li- like you said, I agree they have responded admirably and continue to support. Uh, this uh, through through this time. So some of the things uh, it's a little early early to understand the full impact, but certainly we have seen um, shifts in loads um, from businesses to homes. Demand in general is, is uh, been reduced, I, I believe, because of uh, reduction in production of uh, plants and, and things like that, and uh, and more usage uh, in homes as people are. Uh, sheltering in place. And the other aspect of it is the uh, remote uh, um, employees that are uh, sheltered in place and being able to support employees from remote locations. And this has been a big uh, part of uh, our, our responsibility is making sure our customers have uh, everything they need to support uh, a remote workforce that is interacting with our solutions. In fact, we do have customer uh, user group, special interest group calls on this topic where we have engaged our customers and even disc- ha- had them share best practices as management teams of uh, like our network management system that is typically managed in a secure control room uh, where only the operators are uh, still required to be in that secured uh, control room, but the management and support staff are, are supporting them from home. They're actually, some of our customers have been testing even uh, control uh, in remote uh, locations uh, as well, which is uh, very innovative uh, to support uh, you know, critical infrastructure type uh, controls, uh, which is uh, part of what we do. And um, so it's exciting to see how utilities are coming together and uh, and sharing these best practices and uh, for us to be able uh, to support them as well as our own workforce in supporting our uh, utility customers because uh, everybody is uh, working from home as, as, as you suggested. Some of the other things I, I see is besides these uh, user group calls. In fact, they've asked to uh, continue the conversation. They want, they'd like, they'd like to uh, do this again um, on the next call because we typically have uh, monthly uh, special interest group calls where customers will share best practices of what they're doing, and they've asked for this topic to continue. Um, so it's exciting to see again how utilities are coming together and uh, work 
building off of each other and how we are how we as a, uh, a software uh, company to uh, support them in this. We've also seen some things on um, the customer side, you know, uh, relaxing uh, some of the uh, collections processes that utilities would normally be doing. On the uh, energy efficiency side, um, we've looked through some of the communications for um, that we share with our customers and modified those to comply, like, for example, with uh, CDC guidelines or uh, washing clothes, for example, in hot water from the CDC guidelines, uh, whereas before we would have uh, suggested that as an energy uh, savings tip uh, to wash clothes in cold water. Uh, so we, we've quickly uh, made uh, shifts around those types of, those, those types of uh, areas to support uh, other more uh, critical, uh, critical needs um, that uh, our customer base and their uh, in-use in customers have. Outside of that, you know, obviously the technology has been there to, in many cases, remote monitor and operate plants from from different areas maybe this crisis is forcing people to actually implement some of these things that they may have had in their back pocket all this time Um, is that something that you believe is happening that that people are actually relying on these tools that they've they've had but haven't necessarily implemented a hundred percent is that something that you think is happening yeah I, I think it is. I think it is a trend that we uh, are able to support uh, secure, reliable um, means of uh, remote uh, support and remote control. And I do think it is uh, as as we uh, work through this crisis and things go back to normal. I think at home work will be uh, will be more accepted and more of a norm in, in many cases where um, where where needed certainly uh, come into the plant and uh, and uh, provide that support but if it's uh, able to be supported remotely I think uh, that will become uh, more common for sure are there any other trends that you're seeing in the utility industry you know not necessarily related to the virus and the corona crisis no. that we're facing but other outside of that? Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest uh, areas is the whole uh, renewable portfolio standards that policymakers are adopting and utilities um, are supporting through uh, distributed energy resources, uh, uh, electrification of transportation. You know those those types of things with electric vehicles and electric uh, fleet adoption. What this means is like when we when we tie this to the conversation around remote monitoring and control, being able to manage these resources, whether they're distributed energy resources or electric vehicle charging uh, equipment, being able to manage those uh, and forecast, predict what what their operation will be is going to be critical for utilities to be able to fully embrace these uh, renewable standards Um, because by nature renewable energy is intermittent which means utilities will have to do more to manage the the demand side because the 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 resources the supply side are intermittent intermittent if you will more intermittent and the uh, utilities since the beginning have essentially managed generation to match the loads 
Now we see the trend starting to reverse where utilities are going to be much more active in managing the loads or the demand in order to optimize the distributed energy resources. And we're seeing that with our customers. We have cases today where, for example, there's uh, too much uh, wind energy uh, and not enough load to uh, accept that in a uh, distribution network. And the the response today is to curtail that wind energy um, because it's creating um, protection control issues impacting uh, reliability and safety. So where we where we're going with that is how do we engage customers to um, find a use of that energy that we otherwise are going to curtail? And because it's renewable, it's like you will never get access to that again because it's only there when it, the wind blows or the sun shines. And so the point is we can be much more effective in adopting these renewable standards and create an overall more efficient system if we have more more ability to manage uh, the load in the same way we manage generation. And that's where our solutions are um, focused on right now is making the customer a active participant or, or making the grid a customer-centric grid by engaging customers to participate with their smart appliances, for example, uh, thermostats or smart charging uh, to be responsive to constraints that we predict in the network. And that's where we can tie in our solutions around our uh, customer engagement with our grid optimization. And we think that's that's the next big uh, trend is taking advantage of resources that customers already own in some cases and tapping into those resources through innovative uh, customer connections, customer um, communication, and enabling them as uh, customer-centric uh, uh, grid resources. No, it's a so great- along with that, of course, there's analytics and machine learning and predictive algorithms that we have to uh, support, which is what Oracle has, has been investing in for years. No, it sounds like really innovative ideas on how to to manage that load so that it most optimizes the resources that you have available, which are distributed. Power actually has has been on the leading edge with this distributed energy idea because we started the Distributed Energy Conference, which, assuming conferences get back into the swing of things, will be held in October out in Chicago. Of course, the virus has kind of put a ban on on assembling people at this time so hopefully everything will be cleared up by the fall i know oracle uh announced something on a network management system um could you talk a little bit about uh the network management and and what that's all about yeah our uh recent uh, announcement was that we are um supporting um scada in the past which is that supervisory control and data acquisition. Like I mentioned, in the past, we have integrated with other providers' SCADA system to provide our ADMS and outage management uh, solutions with the integration of of a third-party SCADA system. And now we are offering that as part of our solution. So that gives our customers flexibility to... um, use their existing investment in SCADA to integrate to ours like they have in the past, but also 
we get we they can use ours for like for example anything beyond the substation for the pole top equipment for the new sensors and controls and for distributed energy resource controls and management uh they can use our SCADA system uh and and over time they can migrate entirely to ours if they choose to but we can give we give them flexibility with our platform and a a platform to grow based on the growth of data and the growth of sensors and the growth of devices that utilities are facing uh, with particularly because of distributed energy resource uh, and the proliferation of low cost sensors. And that's another uh, uh, trend that I uh, neglected to mention earlier is things like IOT, uh, Internet of Things, and uh, 5G networks uh, where we, the Oracle, are offering an IoT cloud service and a 5G network as a service where we can provide um, secure, reliable communication support for these, uh, what otherwise would just be public networks, where we can provide encryption, uh, we can provide uh, intrusion detection, we can, we can identify false readings or uh, communication paths that are no longer available, those types of things, which enables utilities to take advantage of some of these uh, low-cost sensors and communication networks that traditionally utilities have only used their own private networks. Uh, we are providing methods for uh, enabling these, uh, these lower-cost sensors and still providing the uh, cybersecurity and reliability expectations that utilities need. Yeah, and that's an interesting point because as more sensors are added, more data is uh, brought in and that requires management. So with this influx of data, what are what role do end devices play in uh, in this distributed energy resource mix? The end devices are absolutely key. Of course they are producing the data in many in many cases both their operations and their uh, outputs or uh, uh, sensor readings uh, that we are using for uh, the real-time op operations and optimization of the networks. The other thing these uh, end devices are, are providing us are, are, um, are, are providing state estimation of what, what the actual um, data is and helping us identify Things like uh, sensor failures, because we can use other sensors to give us state estimation of what values are expected out of certain devices. And if we're getting something that's not expected or significantly out of range, we can identify that as either a failure or a possible uh, cyber uh, security uh, intrusion detection of uh, a sensor that is trying to cause disruption, for example. And so we were able to uh, use other 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 mechanisms to uh, help us both integrate that data and provide scalable systems performance to be able to uh, ingest that data and provide computations to validate and um, optimize the network from that data. Uh, and this that this data can come from customer uh, devices. It could come from meters. It could come from sensors. Uh, it could come from smart vehicle charging systems, all of these things. And so that's that's really the key is like the uh, amount of data is and these edge devices are growing at an exponential rate 
and uh, it's up up to companies like Oracle to be able to uh, safely and reliably integrate that to make the to make the grid more reliable and efficient, and and support customers as they are uh, embracing these uh, clean energy uh, uh, standards and the and the uh, more sustainable sustainability for uh, future utilities. Yeah. And you've mentioned electric vehicles a couple of times, talking about smart charging and, and different things like that. And it's obviously a, a hot topic, and there seems to be a lot of growth and excitement around electric, electric vehicles. How are how are they going to affect utilities, and how are utilities preparing to meet that electrified energy future with with this new load that's going to potentially be coming on online? Great question, because I am a new electric vehicle owner myself, and I, uh, I love them. Um, the performance and value from an uh, energy perspective is excellent. They give, uh, give the, the users of that, you know, the effective miles per gallon on electric is um, large factors uh, in improvement over traditional uh, combustion engines. But the impacts on utilities are going to be the issue of home charging. And if if uh, if the, the growth of electric vehicles um, continue at its present rate, utilities are going to see impacts of that, particularly on hot days in late afternoons when people come home from work and they plug in their vehicles to charge, home charge, and we're already at a peak demand period. And an electric vehicle potentially has the impact of doubling uh, a demand on on a typical home. And so you think about that in a whole neighborhood, if you get uh, large penetration of rooftop, I mean, of uh, electric vehicles at the same time of hottest days of the year when air conditioners are going full blast, um, you potentially are going to cause disruption in that neighborhood by overloading equipment, uh, transformers and cables that were designed for significantly less demand. So where this is going is that controllable demand. If you t- if the customers have some flexibility, if, if all they need is a full charge when they leave for work again the next morning, then there's flexibility there. They don't have to charge as soon as they get home and they can start charging when the demand has reduced in, at night. And this is where utilities have a, a, a great opportunity to both embrace electrification of transportation and potentially increase uh, what has norm- has been declining revenues in the utility industry, embrace opportunity to increase revenues, but mitigate uh, potential impact by providing uh, smart charging rates or even uh, uh, deferred charging, if in real time there is uh, disruption in the network, send control signals out to defer charging to um, later hours. And I think that's where the real opportunity is, where uh, utilities can leverage infrastructure that already exists, but essentially use the additional off-peak uh, demand to uh, support the uh, vehicle charging. So it's it's a great opportunity for utilities to provide uh, leadership in these areas. It sounds like the technology that that Oracle provides with the DERM system would would be important in that uh, managing these types of loads and and maintaining off-peak hour charging and things like that. Is that true? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. When we we, were able to predict uh, day ahead, actually week ahead, 
based on these forecasts of uh, electric vehicle uh, demand. Uh, and by the way, some of our, an our analytics uh, are able to uh, detect uh, customers that have electric vehicles and enable our utility customers to proactively reach out to those customers to validate that they have they have electric vehicle and offer them these programs for smart charging rates where they can get some incentives for charging off peak or uh, participate in uh, deferred charging during um, uh, grid uh, constraint uh, events and giving them more flexibility but also um, making the existing infrastructure that's supporting their neighborhood more reliable and, and not impact neighbors on, on having to uh, put in additional infrastructure to support, for example, electric vehicle charging that would only benefit those customers with electric vehicles, but the other customer, all customers uh, would uh, otherwise have to pay for if the utility had to put that in. So that just makes... Uh, makes everything more effective uh, and more efficient for all of the utility customers by taking advantage of uh, off-peak uh, capacity. Earlier, you mentioned security issues. And of course, the more sensors you have, the more edge devices you have, the electric vehicles tying in there, obviously that all brings in challenges with security. So what sort of programs or, or how do you see tackling that security issue? It's a great it's a great question um, and certainly one that we at Oracle have uh, been addressing actually for a number of years and supporting our customers there are um, a number of uh, industry uh, security standards that uh, we are supporting but in addition to that is um, the big the big uh, worry is these uh, are, are, are with as we connect to more of more and more of these edge devices, uh, is that creating a cybersecurity risk for the utilities to uh, be able to monitor and control, yet uh, safely uh, provide um, ongoing service to the to the network and their customers, and so. We certainly embrace industry standards uh, such as uh, NERC-SIP, which is critical infrastructure protection, which is typically uh, on, on central power plant uh, transmission type assets. But we see more and more of our customers uh, wanting to embrace those standards down in, into the distribution because of distributed energy resources and that the distribution has more of these sensors and using that as a best practice but also um, other techniques around looking at counterfeit devices that are trying to uh, use these uh, devices as intrusion points to disrupt uh, utility operations. Uh, so we are able to detect that and also identify failures of uh, devices and sensors or uh, tracking um, communication paths uh, that are uh, most reliable, and uh, we use uh, stream analytics and uh, machine learning algorithms to uh, be able to uh, detect uh, potential uh, cybersecurity uh, problems and able to uh, mitigate those quickly. The other, the other area that is very important for our customers is that whenever we find a new 
vulnerability that uh, could impact our software is that we uh, release patches very quickly and that our customers take those patches and install them. And um, that becomes actually very important for customers to keep, keep track of and uh, keep, keep up to date uh, on, the, on patching and upgrades because it makes sure they are going to have the most safe and, uh, again, reliable and, and highest performance, uh, highest performing systems because um, of these constant uh, threats that uh, are, are uh, uh, impacting the network. And that's why things like cloud adoption become very important because that's part of our standard uh, of uh, operations is uh, the, the patching and the management and the cybersecurity around our uh, infrastructure that we're managing within our cloud uh, applications and we believe as this these trends continue, it's going to be more and more difficult for utilities to keep up with um, these constant changes and patching of all of their uh, on-premise systems, um, which we see the another trend in the industry around um, cloud because of this, because uh, Oracle can uh, keep keep our systems uh, current and available. Uh, and secure for our customers as, as well or perhaps better than uh, they would be able to uh, on-premise. Dorm season is approaching. I, I live in Florida, so it's near and dear to my heart to prepare for hurricanes. And I know out in California they prepare for wildfires, and there's all different kinds of uh, situations, tornadoes in the Midwest and Tornado Alley and different things. How does Oracle help utilities? Is there ways that you guys help them prepare for storms and outage management, customer communication, and those sorts of things, or or what can you do to help? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's another great, great question. Uh, I appreciate we, as a supplier of uh, these critical uh, software tools for outage management, for example, uh, we uh, engage our customers in these uh, special interest group calls where we talk about uh, storm season and preparing for storm season. And we have services that we can look at, uh, provide audits of customers' systems to make sure they're fully prepared and that their systems are tuned and ready for these uh, these major events and encourage them to do uh, storm drills and and things like that, so everybody is uh, is prepared and ready. Um, we have these uh, special interest group calls where our customers talk about their best practices in preparing for storms. Certainly, we provide tools. Uh, so we've got analytics now that are supporting damage prediction based on uh, weather forecasts. And uh, so our customers are beginning to, to leverage uh, some machine learning algorithms to identify how they can prepare for forecasted uh, storms and uh, just, just kind of be uh, a little more uh, uh, ready for uh, when, those, when those occur. And it, these, these uh, can also be used in uh, training simulation environments so uh, operators are ready and, and uh, prepared for when that storm does hit. We also do have uh, communication recommendations for letting customers know uh, what to expect during major storms, when there's an outage, things they can do to prepare for that. 
and uh, certainly the messaging when an outage does occur, uh, letting customers have information about estimated repair times. We're finding that is another uh, key factor in outage management is giving good estimations of repair time. It doesn't help if uh, you tell a customer it's going to take eight hours to restore and then 30 minutes later, your power comes back on after you've made arrangements to go somewhere else for the day. Get, customers get real frustrated if they don't get good information. Uh, so we, we do more to help provide uh, real-time information and updates of uh, restoration time and, again, providing uh, things that uh, customers may want to uh, do in preparation for outage during major storms or uh, if they are involved in an outage, uh, what 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 should they do? So those are always helpful. Yeah, no, I think that's really important. Uh, I think customers appreciate that, and it and it helps them understand uh, what the what the utility is doing to fix the problem and how long it's going to take. It's important communication. So, I guess my last question is: What else is your team working on? Is there anything new and exciting that you think uh, is coming down the pipeline, or? Anything else that you'd like to add before we wrap up the podcast? Uh, yeah, sure. So a lot of the things that we've talked about are like front and center about customer engagement, uh, 5G, leveraging uh, these uh, new communication um, mechanisms. I think the biggest opportunity, one of the biggest opportunities is asset performance management. Again, using these uh, sensors and machine learning to be able to understand and get uh, more situation awareness of assets at risk. And this becomes an important part uh, on ongoing operations, and we're able to uh, leverage some of these advanced machine learning, artificial intelligence techniques to apply them to uh, utility operations and asset management and provide good insights for utilities. It's not just uh, cool reports and charts and graphs, it's actually operationalizing them as part of our uh, work in asset management and our network management, uh, where you would actually see these potential risk uh, through in in its investigation and restoration and uh, the entire uh, end-to-end processes are managed. And so that's a key part of digitalization of utilities is taking advantage of these advanced techniques, but making them part of your core business operations. And that's what we at Oracle have been very focused on and uh, good opportunities there for the future. 